Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the TLGE Network podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Stewart, and I'm going to introduce to you for the second time in 2020, TJ Marler. He is coming at you live from his backyard, and I am so excited to let you hear our conversation. It's spontaneous, and we're going to answer some questions from some of our listeners, and we're going to spend time talking about where we've been since last time we did the podcast. As you can tell, I have a little bit of a raspy voice, and uh, that is because I have been painting for the last two days and training new painters and been sharing a lot of words and it's been awesome so i hope that uh, my voice stays in there for the rest of the podcast and uh, let's get to our episode and conversation with tj marler hey everyone what's up i am excited to have our conversation with tj thanks so much for being here we're sitting in the back of TJ's house, having a bonfire. We are socially distanced as best we can, and we are going to have this episode live for you on a nice, cool Tuesday evening. And so thanks so much for being here. TJ, as you, uh, as you think back to where we've been in uh, the last couple months, you were on February 27th. Lots changed since then in the world, and uh, I think everyone's wondering if things are going to go back to normal, and uh, the goal of our time together tonight is really just to have a time to have a fireside chat, right, and, and no, uh, no, you know, too many deep things here. We have some guest uh, questions that we're going to answer and we're gonna just talk about where we've been and and just try to add some normalcy to hopefully some of our listeners life and and go from there so when you think back to the last month or so where have you been uh some highs some lows i'll share some highs and lows as well yeah for sure um so it's kind of funny um i this won't control the conversation i don't think but uh after february 27th i was thinking about it as you just said it covid came like a freight train yes and hit us right in the face yes it did um so <laughs> that has really been the it it has been a defining factor for sure yeah of of what life looks like right now i mean even in your intro you said we are socially distant yeah that's not something we would have said February 27th. Nope. Um, so there are things that are like like that that have drastically changed what life looks like today. Um, we are working from home. Uh, we're uh, doing a ton of social media campaign, live streams, stuff like that from the church perspective. Yeah. Um, for those of you, for those who don't know where you're working, for those who don't know where you're working, will you just share kind of where that is, uh, for those who didn't listen to the first episode and go from there? Yeah. So I'm the, I'm the staff pastor, head of youth ministry at church at the gate. Um, so, uh, that is kind of, we just decided we were a little bit late. Well, not late, but we, we slowly made the decision to come home. We've only been home now for two weeks right at two weeks um 
So I know there are more of you out there who have been home longer. Um, but um, I was trying to think of things outside of that topic because we, God knows, I've talked about that topic now for for the last month. And, uh, like, so I think about things that are really just going on right now um, in our life. Um, I know that something that's been really cool is... Um, we're really redefining the the altar at home yeah. um which is is something all i mean by that is there's a lot more worship there's a lot more prayer there's a lot more reading uh with family uh happening at least in the marler household right. um we're we're playing worship music we're um we're reading and praying every evening with Mac and that's it's just a it's just really great. So that's something that we've really been focusing on. Um as far as personal time, I was just telling this you this prior to um the actual podcast, but um it's been a struggle because as a as a full-time pastor at home or or at the office, I had time to spend in the prayer room physically in the prayer room every day and now it's like chaos (laughs) and so that's probably the biggest change in in life since then since everything has gone on but um so I've been missing that a little bit um trying to figure out new ways be creative things like that um yeah well what are some things that are going on for you Thanks, man. Well, it's uh, it's nice to have a little bit of a, a time just to sit and reflect, that's for sure. That seems to be uh, happening less than ever because so many new things and so many, like, like you said, like ways to have to be creative. There seems to be a lot less reflection and more like innovation. And so more than ever, <laughs> I think in the last two months, my brain has just been really tested. My heart, my character have, uh, I've just really been in a furnace. And, uh, and I was sharing before the podcast, um, just a, a lot of, uh, a lot of anxiety in some ways, uh, before, before COVID actually came onto the scene, there was just things in my life in general that I was just trying to work out as far as scheduling and, you know, I, I, I work, uh, you know, roughly 55 hours a week and, and just to fit that into a, you know, six day work week and, and do that in a healthy way has been challenging this year in 2020. Now add social distance and working with youth ministry and, and trying to connect the dots and, and spend time with, uh, coworkers, you know, one of the parts of the of the TLGE network is to ideally host uh, family dinners and be able to connect with coworkers, and and that's been obviously put on pause as far as having consistent dinners and and so just a, a really unique amount of like momentum shift where we were going one direction in 2020. I think in a lot of ways that were really powerful 
and in 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 the in the spirit there was a lot of momentum towards worship and prayer and uh, a lot of people were just excited i think in general about how 2020 was uh you know unfolding i just think about an example like uh we were talking about the event down in Kansas City and uh the, you know the chiefs won the super bowl and then there was going to be a really large event that was for free in Kansas City called the send and it's not canceled but we have no idea right. when a gathering of that size is going yeah. to be opened again yeah, and so there's just unique things that you know we have been looking forward to this year that all of a sudden we're like I think I can look forward to that but I'm not really sure and I don't want to I don't want to speak against it but I also don't want to like get too optimistic to where I'm going to be just disappointed all 2020. So just this weird balance. Where else have we been? I've been, uh, I've been spending time with family more than ever, similar to your, uh, testimony as far as, you know, the family altar, we we're not calling it family altar either, but it, it is that idea, that biblical idea around, you know, after dinner, what are we doing? Well, we're trying to like have structured, you know, time with family. So like my wife is doing a great job of like, here are the four options for our family tonight. Mm -hmm. And depending on the weather, depending on how we're feeling, how the day actually was like, here's the practical ideas of what we're going to do. And we're making that plan on Sunday, Monday for the next seven days. So like we have four options that the kiddos can choose from. And, uh, and my wife and I can choose from, and, and that's been going okay. Uh, today, the kiddos didn't want to do any of those four options and they just wanted to watch a movie cause they were tired. And it was like, we tried for an hour to get them to just like, here are the options. We're fun. We're engaged. We're going to do this thing. And they just didn't want to do anything. And it was in it in one of, in some of their favorite options, going outside, playing games, like they didn't want to do anything. And they're, you know, five, four, and two. And so that has been a challenge, too, to, yeah. to say the least. But uh, that's where we've been, is trying to find out new ways to engage with our family that doesn't involve being in front of the TV mm. nonstop. So that's where we've been. So uh, another reason I wanted to bring you on the podcast this time around is is really just to have you and I you know connect as friends and and you know be able to to speak encouragement to anyone who's listening any of our ongoing listeners but also any new listeners who've never listened to this before and you know this always pops at the at the top of the you know episode so they're going to see this title and they're going to they're going to be engaged and this could be you know their way of, you know, listening to all the episodes. And so, uh, when you think about, you know, just words of encouragement that you've heard in the last, you know, couple months or, you know, five, you know, five topics, you know, pick, pick one that comes to mind. That's been like a really healthy topic to like, think on, meditate on. If you were to think about something like that and you were to share that with, 
our audience, what would that be? I have mine already if you need time to think about it. So who do you want to go first? Go ahead. All right. Mine is around the idea of what you behold is what you become. And uh, there's different ways to say that phrase, but uh, you are what you behold is another way of saying it. And uh, this idea is, 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 is really powerful to me because right now we, we have a lot of different options to, to behold that are really pow- powerful. And um, at the same time, uh, they can be really dangerous if you're if we're looking at them in the wrong perspective or if we're looking at them with with emotions that are kind of out of whack or not checked with others so for example if i'm beholding a lot of my favorite tv show uh, or, or however, whatever streaming service you're using, if I'm beholding that a lot, depending on what the content is, that's going to obviously like be a lot of what I'm, what I am thinking about, what I'm, you know, what I'm going to sleep with and, you know, to, you know, to no one's surprise, everybody knows, you know, that, TV has pros and cons and, and, and streaming in general and, and screen time has pros and cons. But I would say in general, my, my, biggest, uh, my biggest meditation over the last couple months is really trying to take down the, the, the idol that I've kind of made in my own heart towards screen time, towards, towards movies, towards TV, towards shows. And put that time and, and, and attention towards uh, God, my family, and, and, and really asking myself, like, is there anywhere else my attention should be that it hasn't? And since I have more time, like, where can I, where can I invest my gaze? Where can I invest my attention? And so that's been something <clears throat> I don't have it all figured out, but that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. That's probably the biggest topic that I can that I can really articulate. Um, <clears throat> one quote I, I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it quite a bit, but uh, I believe his name is Anton uh, Lavey. It's something like that, and he was one of the founders of the Church of Satan. And, and he had a pretty epic quote that basically referenced the TV as the downfall to Christianity and was going to be like the greatest idol that was ever invented. And so uh, you could check that quote out later. I wouldn't spend too much time looking for it because uh, he had a lot, he had a lot of really intense things to say, but uh it's just unique as I think about all of the all of the things happening in the world right now with COVID and and the entertainment systems uh, in so many ways being paused. Basketball and 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 uh, 
and some other major sports were paused and, and just in general. I mean, I, I don't know if any part of the entertainment industry is not being like drastically affected uh, and Hollywood, uh, et cetera. So just thinking about that and, and, and thinking about Anton's quotes and, and what is, and, and what's God's perspective and all that, like, what is he trying to communicate? Uh, not that, not that he is, orchestrating COVID, but like, Hey, this thing's happening. You have more time than ever to think about this. What are you leaning into? What are you leaning into? And so that's where I've been. That's probably the biggest topic. Yeah. Any reflections on that feedback before you go into yours? Um, yeah, that's really good. That was, that was really good. He, he must think it was really good too, because you're doing a happy dance around my around my backyard right yes, now. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it kind of it, it, something as you were thinking of like or saying like words of encouragement for people currently. Yes. Um, yes. And where I feel like this is kind of what I think God is saying in this time. Um, and what I've seen a lot of people talk about um, is for the first time in history, I mean, arguably, there are other times that were similar, but it, I mean, really, especially in our recent history, yeah. like we are with our families and we are with our families more than we have ever been in our lives. Yeah. Um, and... A quote, Chris Burns actually said it last week in a conversation that we had on at the church uh, on a Zoom call. Chris Burns is a guy, uh, if you don't know, he's a worship artist, but he's also leading a revival on Bourbon Street right now, um, which is just like, there's all kinds of crazy story to that. But one thing he said in our conversation was, uh, family is the fabric of society. And I, I mean, that's a pretty simple quote. It's no, there's nothing deep there. But where he was going with it was he was talking about how God is returning us to what I mentioned, the family altar yeah. and the family table. And he's, he's bringing that, like, if there were something that would bring Christians together, it would be reviving that family. And, and something I like, there are a lot of conversations kind of coming into play in this conversation here physically between you and I, but, um, another word that has been on my heart is mosaic and mosaic is a really interesting word. Um, it, it's, uh, the idea of what a mosaic is, is a lot of broken pieces coming together to form a beautiful piece of art, um, a mosaic. Um, so as I was kind of deconstructing this word and thinking about what God was saying about that word currently and family currently, we're all a bunch of broken hearts. This is good. I like where we're going. We're here. all a bunch of broken people. Oh. Every, like, and, and we, we're coming together as a family. That's our core unit in life. And we're coming together and we're in a 2,500 square foot house yeah. together every single day. For the record, I have 1,500. Sorry, 
It's okay. It, it, just I, that was just like off the. the <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want people to think that I'm living high and high and off the hog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we're coming in these homes together as a family, broken people, learning how to live with each other on a level that we've never lived each other with each other before. Yeah. Because we're able to separate every day. Yes. Well, now we can't. Right. So God's bringing this this family, literally, this family of broken hearts, broken people together and saying, lean on these people. Yeah. Love on these people. So let's do that. Okay. Wow. So say we do that. Say we get family right for the first time in our in, life. In our life in history. Yeah. Say that happens. Say that's what God's doing right now. Not orchestrating COVID. No, but, but he's turning it for good. Yes. Yes, exactly. So say he's doing that. Yeah. Then take it another step because Carissa always tells me. Who's Carissa? Carissa is my wife. There we go. Always tells me to take it one step further. Oh, okay. I love that advice. Take it one step further. Say all our families start to get it right. No, it's not. It's a very general, broad term. But say a majority of families start to get it right. Then they come back to what they call family at church. What happens when COVID's over and all these, all of a sudden, healthy families show up to the church and try and be the family of God? They're going to form a mosaic because all of these broken families are now coming and, and seeking community together to form the family of God. Okay, take it one step further. Wow. What if churches figure it out? Individual churches figure it out and come together as a mosaic, as the bride of Christ. Right. And say, here is your full stature bride, Jesus. Wow. Let's go. So we've got... We've got Individuals working on broken hearts, coming together in families, forming mosaics to come together in churches, broken, coming together as a mosaic in the church, yeah. and then churches coming together with other churches, forming a mosaic of the bride of Christ. So good. So the, uh, that's like, yeah. And it all starts with family. Yeah. And we were talking about family back in our last interview. Yes. And we were talking about social media in our last interview and leaning into that. And here we are three months later, and it's like, oh, that's why we were talking about that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. One thing that comes to my mind as you process brokenness, I think about a CEO that might be listening to this. I think about a uh, high-level manager You might be a frontline staff. Wherever you are in the in the workforce, you might be working from home and 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 a stay at home dad or mom. What if what if they don't understand or believe that they are broken, and they don't know how to. Connect to 
God. They don't know how to. They don't know how to mm. see the, mm. the. They don't know how to see it. this potential opportunity of coming together and making something beautiful out of what their situation is because they just they don't have the same beliefs as us. They they specifically maybe just don't know what we're talking about when we say brokenness. Like you and I are talking about brokenness from like a really optimistic place. But, you know, off this podcast, we were talking about some youth that we're working with who are, from our perspective, like kind of stuck in some broken patterns, some broken behaviors, but they might not really be admitting that to themselves. So what do we do? How do we encourage them? Uh What comes to mind? Hmm. Okay. So, uh, when it comes to, I, that you, the first thing you said was CEO. So that kind of stuck with me, the leaders of organizations, the things uh, like people out there who may not have the same belief system or perspective. That's a good word. Perspective that we do. I would say like, this is, this is a weird time. I think anybody can say that. Yes. Right. That's a general statement. This is a weird time, but what, what, what I'm saying is like, what is constant in your life right now? Uh, Say like, even, even if you're single, I think this is true. This is good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're bringing it to like a single situation because I think that my thoughts were like, if they don't have family possibly. Right. Right. Okay. So what's who, who are those constants? Yeah. So, like, I, I think of, um, oh, let me, let me think of a quick example here. Um, who, who, who would you call in an emergency situation? Who? Right. Some, like, who is that to you? How are you leaning into them right now? Who are the people you are having? Who, who's in your circle? Yeah. That's, that's a really good way to put it. Yes. Um, not to quote AT&T. Yeah. No, not to quote AT&T at all. I'm Verizon all the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, but who, who is in your circle that, that cares about you, that you care about mm-hmm. and how are you, um, caring for them? How are you loving them? Because oftentimes we get to a point where the world is, our world is all about us. Yeah. And, and that can be, that can be very true. I mean, in a single situation where you're all alone and your world is about you, but you deal with people, you deal with a circle of people on a consistent basis. Who are those people and, and how can you love them? Right. And, and when we go about it in that way, when we think about, I mean, I think about marriage, I mean, obviously, but I like marriage isn't about what I get out of it. I think that's how we approach it. Oftentimes how, how beautiful is my wife? How, how can she serve me? If, if she's not doing what I expect, then I'm not happy. Right. But the number one thing I have seen that is 
that makes a successful marriage. But I would say this about every single relationship. Oh, bring it. Bring it. Is not how they serve me, but how I serve them. Like, Gordon, you and I are good friends. Yep. I never go into a conversation with you thinking, what am I going to get out of Gordon? I go into the conversation thinking, how can I serve and love Gordon in this moment, in this situation, in this conversation? That is what creates true, good, healthy relationship. And that can apply in any any world. It can apply in the business realm. It can apply it can apply in in family. It can apply in brotherhood. It can apply in fatherhood. You know, like all of these different situations. Um so that's that's kind of my thought. Awesome. So those who don't see a mosaic in their near future coming together Mm. maybe they don't have those people Mm -hmm. and it would take a lot of work it would take a lot of effort in this covid season to like all of a sudden make that happen true they're listening to this podcast that's a good thing they're 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 and and i'm sure we're not the only ones that they're connecting with to to find that network to find that uh circle of people so you know i know that you've been going to the church of the gate now for half a year or so and uh and i've seen uh nothing but really awesome fruit and and when i say fruit for those who don't know what that means there's just a lot of good things that i see from from tj and his family as they're growing uh the duperts and uh, a few other staff go ahead and mention them brent yep and parker ryan. and ryan lumley yeah all yeah so good the, the, and then obviously behind these uh these good men are great wives and and mm-hmm. and, and 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 so i just love the community that that's happening at church of the gate i think about in addition uh just the family night that you guys were focusing on wednesday nights and and how that's still an effort to just keep that momentum and and so a lot of other families obviously at Church of the Gate. So so if it's not checking out Church of the Gate, then really considering like how can you ch- you know um, plug into a church and 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 if not a church, a really consistent group of people that are meeting, yeah, that are positive that are speaking life, whatever that looks like. Ideally, they're speaking life and truth. And so that's, that's something that, you know, I, I know it can be kind of a, a, a hopeless feeling to, to not have had the relationships develop before COVID, but there are definitely ways to get connected. You know, churches are online more than ever. And so, you know, finding a live stream on a Sunday is not challenging. Facebook is full of them. But, uh, but it, might, it might feel more weird than ever to, like, how do I get a hold of a pastor? Hell, man. Okay. 
So this is, you just, okay. Uh, so one of my favorite people in the world is Bob Goff, okay? And Bob, if you're listening, call me because this is just really cool. But one of the coolest things I've ever seen somebody do is write a book and say, here's my personal cell phone number. Give me a call. And it's real. Wow. Like, give him a call. Bob Goff did that. And it's a book called Love Does. Yeah. And it's just an amazing book. Go check it out. Love it. But here's what I'm going to do. If if you are feeling that right now, if you are feeling that, like, loneliness, that, that like, you don't have a circle, just call me. Like. Right. And and I'll I mean my number right now here it is three zero eight two seven nine two zero zero one like that that is something like I may not be the best of friends with you but I will love you for the time that we have together. That's awesome. So give me a call. That's so good. Would love to talk to you. It's so good. Um, so yeah that's it's just funny you do that like it's like you tee it up for me like you did this in the last talk and it's like like, and this this is how our conversations go every time on or off a podcast (laughs) but it's like all right here we go so good and tj's tj's a man of his word so i just uh we don't we don't script any of this uh other than like we talk about what we want to get out of the uh podcast as far as just some some talking points and uh this was not one of them so <laughs> in regards to uh what tj just shared uh i i just echo that and and, and i'll and i'll i'll piggyback right off so uh my number is 605-941-9080 and uh if also that's- south dakotans notice how i put my area code because i don't have a 605 number right. not right. everybody has a 605 number south dakota yes. people select painting made me get a 605 number for the record <laughs> because customers wouldn't answer their phone so just saying thanks select painting for making me a real local that being said uh we're going to transition uh, i i hope that uh f- for wherever you are and how you're listening i hope you're a little bit more encouraged that uh we're one phone call away and uh, now we're going to get into uh, just some of the fun questions that uh, are, 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 uh, are few. Uh, uh, how, what, what, are, what would they be called? Audience. Uh, I, I sent out a random survey and, and long story short. Right. Long story short, we had a few responses to my spontaneous survey for questions. That, uh, that TJ and I could answer. So here they are. The first one is cats or dogs and why. We're going to start there. For me, it is a completely neutral answer. I, if I were to get a dog, I would say I'd want to have at least two dogs because I feel like one dog would be lonely and bored which is kind of the same thing. So uh, that's my thought on dogs. They would be both inside and outside. And uh, those are my thoughts on dogs. Cats, the only th- the thought I would have on cats is I'm okay with a singular cat. 
and I would just say that they'd have to be declawed. <laughs> and so those are my boundaries on cats and dogs. Don't put me in a box. I like pigs. Yes, tell me about the pigs. <laughs> I, I actually had a mini potbelly pig. Yes. And well, I, I say had. She still lives with my grandparents. Her wow. name is Millie Delilah. Wow. Um, and she's awesome. She's a mini potbelly pig. And you may, if you dig really deep, find a hashtag called Millie the Pig. On Facebook. On, on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. And it was me walking my pig on a harness, on a leash, across Kansas State University's campus. <laughs> <laughs> unashamedly yes of course um <laughs> so don't put me in a box right. i like pigs right um you can just leave it at that you don't even really need to answer the question i mean obviously i mean pets. any any dead cat's a good cat uh there it is i like dogs all right sounds good so next question next question that'll that'll ruffle some feathers <laughs> next question is if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Mm. My answer is uh, somewhere around Bangalore, India, or Pine Ridge, South Dakota. And either one is awesome because they're both Indian in their own respective ways. And so just for uh, easy, you know, translation, I, I want to live with... Uh, with uh with indians and uh i think more more politically correct would be uh would be in india uh my wife and i i I talked about this in my story his glory uh one of an earlier podcast of my testimony my wife and i talk about retiring in uh india and uh sending out and making audio bibles uh and so that's something that we talk about often. And then Pine Ridge, uh, I spent two years there after I graduated from college and, and taught sixth, seventh, eighth grade social studies and uh, absolute game changer as far as just uh, beauty and, and how I see uh, just a culture and, and, a, and a people group as a collective. The way that they do family is absolutely beautiful, tribal, and and I just love uh, the, the Native American culture. So those are some thoughts as far as where I would want to live and why. Man, this is a good question. Um, there are all different ways I could take this. Um, we have been watching TV, Gordon, so thank you for the condemnation. Uh, <laughs> we have been watching Mountain Men, and there is a guy that lives in Alaska. There is a guy that lives in Montana. There is a guy that lives in North Carolina. And there is a guy that lives in New Mexico. Out of those places, I would, in fact, choose Alaska. Wow. And it would be amazing. Um, the north part or the south part? Revelation Mountains is where this guy lives. And it would be fun. I would enjoy that. Um <laughs> Anyway, why? Uh, I just like the outdoors. Talk I about like CFO. Talk about CFO. <laughs> okay, well that leads me to my actual answer. Oh good. Um, so CFO is a camp organization that I serve with and yeah. love. Um, camp, we talked camp for the farthest out. Camps farthest out. Yeah, we talked a little, well, quite a bit about it in the last podcast. Okay. So I'll save save a little bit of that but that being said where i first experienced it 
was in a little town in western Nebraska. And I have to admit, if I chose anywhere to live, and I mean, my perspective is pretty small, but I would I would live there. Wow. Harrisburg, Nebraska. Come on. It's a town of like 500 people. No, no, sorry. 75 people. Whoa. Um, I, I was just south of Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. So look it up. It's, it's hard to find, but <laughs> I absolutely love the people there. And yeah, we would, we would go, we would go live there in a heartbeat, I'd say. Um, so next yeah, question. next question, next and last question. And, and we might come up with something spontaneous to end our, our evening. What is your favorite music, whether it be genre, artist, and why? So this is going to be pretty classic uh, Christian, but I love me some good worship music. I've been most recently listening to a lot of Maverick City music, yes, um, as well as Rin Collective. Uh, but my all-time favorite band is Need to Breathe. Right. You guys probably remember this from the last podcast since the last podcast was titled, I believe. No, it wasn't titled. Or the, one of the songs, uh, like, in the background or something, was a Need to Breathe song. <clears throat> well, uh, they are by far my favorite band. I absolutely love them. Um, they came out with the news today that one of the founding members, their two brothers, is leaving the band. Yeah. I'm pretty bummed about it. It was, it was, I like left, I was in the backyard with Mac. I left the backyard and had to go tell Carissa. I was like, can you believe this? Wow. But <clears throat> anyway, um, I'll give you a little bit of my history though. Yes. Uh, music wise. I grew up listening to 90s country. And Toby it, Keith, George Strait, oh, Garth yeah. Brooks. I've seen two of those three in concert. Um, and one of them would be the best concert I've ever been to. Well, no, second to Need to Breathe last year. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. All day. Every day. <laughs> so good. Um, anyway, I grew up country. My that was it, it was kind of a split household. My mom listened to country. My dad listened to rock and roll. And isn't that a song? It's beautiful. Mom loves country, dad loves rock and roll. Something like that? totally is. That's a lyric. Uh, Anyway, um, oldies rock. Uh, So I've been to a lot of oldies rock concerts, 38 Special, Rolling Stones I saw, The Eagles. Um, Then Countryside, Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw was my all-time favorite for the longest time. Um, High school... As I grew up and started listening to kind of my own music, um, I listened to a lot of crap, just like popular, like, I don't know. I remember really liking Lil Wayne. Uh, like, can you even, uh, I don't know. I can't even picture myself looking at looking at myself, thinking I listened to Lil Wayne a lot. <laughs> Gordon agrees. Uh, so, anyway, uh, yeah, I listened to a lot of that, and but what? Here's here's my journey out of it. Um, I was in college. Uh, 
I may have even mentioned this in the last podcast, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I I was going down like the conspiracy theory world yeah. for a long time in college. Yeah. Uh, and what I like basically I got into like the Illuminati and like all of that stuff. Yeah. And it basically got to a point where I understood it from the perspective of the conspiracy theorist. I understood it that this like elite group of people were controlling everything. It didn't and the way like their medium yeah. was through popular music, TV, things like like so and then uh, there was one day and this is superficial but it was so true for me. Um I was I am a huge fan of the Eagles. That was that's very like nostalgic for me. And somebody said, which there is truth behind it, don't get me wrong, but to stop listening to the Eagles because Hotel California was the founding place of the Church of Satan with Anton LaVey. Wow. And it, like, broke me. Wow. And I was like, you've got to be. And I was in that, like. Conspiracy stuff. I, so yeah, so I was in a bad headspace. Right. It connected too many dots for me. You're exactly right. So I was like, I can't. And I, I started to look at my life. Believe it or not, from that little comment, I started looking at my life and I was like, holy crap, my quality of life sucks. Wow. And it was because of what I was taking in. It was exactly what you were talking about earlier to bring it full circle. Like you are what you behold. What I was beholding was all of this other stuff. And so I gave it up. I, uh, this is the one thing in life where I quit cold Turkey. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. And so I just, I stopped like digging into that stuff. And ever since then, I just, I was like worship, worship, worship and folk, soft rock yeah Yeah, bluegrass and stuff like that anyway but um yeah that's kind of that that's so good (laughs) i love spending time with tj this is how for those of you who don't do your own podcast or I, i i highly encourage you to uh to consider this opportunity to either come on this podcast and have fun and get to know uh, just others better. It's so much fun. Uh, I'm going to jump into mine. So the the earliest artists that I can remember buying the albums would have been, uh, the, the, here, here are the three that come to mind right away. It was uh, the Baja Men, which was, uh, for those of you who don't remember, know that song, it's Who Let the Dogs Out. Then it was uh, The Offspring. Then it was Rob Zombie. Then it was a group called P.O.D., which I did not know that that was a Christian yep. group. I had no idea what they were talking about. They had a, they had a song called Satellite, and I liked that song. And uh, those are the first albums that I remember really jamming to. And then I got into things like Metallica. And, uh, and then from there... By the grace of God, I started getting into some more mellow things. I kind of stopped at Metallica. And uh, my dad raised me kind of listening to uh, country and things like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and uh, The Who. The Who. 
And so I can name another 10 in that kind of vein. I saw the can I saw them. You saw the who? The who, yeah. So uh so that's a little bit of my music history um up to like 16 around 17 18 I started getting into Little Wayne and hip hop and uh you know all those all those artists that were trying to learn how to use autotune. <clears throat> and then uh Basically, right right when I got saved at uh, 21, uh, I, I'll never forget. I deleted, you know, my LimeWire. I deleted, right. I I deleted like all my things that was like pirated music, and I was just like, well, nah, I'm a thief. And it took me getting married to delete all that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it, it's been a process of of getting rid of all that. Some of that stuff like sticks with you on hard drives for like ever and you're just like how do i get rid of all this stolen music <laughs> so it's it's taken time and uh anyways so all that being said i got into uh i got into christian uh music uh the first group that comes to mind would be give me one second 10th avenue north uh i really liked their lyrics and and i've always just really appreciated the band uh as a as a really authentic group, and uh, and 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 then I've I've enjoyed uh, worship music as well. Uh, any anything that uh, that uh, that really uh, lifts up the name of Jesus, uh, I'm I'm all I'm all in. So those are some some thoughts around uh, my music history and and my in my genres. Uh, I I still really like uh, Christian hip hop, and so. Uh, a few artists that come to mind right away is Gavi just came out with a new album called Heathen. That one's pretty intense, but also really good and, and raw and authentic. Uh, Andy Minio and uh, a, 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 a brother down in Texas. His name is Brian T. Brian Trejo. Uh, he is an awesome artist. And so um, shout out to, uh, to my Latino brother out there he is rocking some awesome music so those are just a few that come to mind and uh that kind of concludes our questions from our listeners for now uh bringing this podcast to a to a close here tj kind of anything that uh you think god's highlighting in this conversation that we'd want to encourage anyone with I mean, we've given our personal numbers we've uh we've gone full circle we've 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 gone ways we haven't you know with our with our audience up to this point but anything that you can sense we need to share um no just reiterating like we we are people and we are people that care for people and (laughs) i i don't know this is just an overwhelming thing that i've sensed in our whole conversation but if you are alone reach out like we we just want to love you right like that's that's our that's our thing we like to love people Right. We love God and love people. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I and I think you know I think about my neighbor recently. I uh, as a, as a small testimony and TJ knows about this. Uh, in my neighborhood recently, my my family went around and we put some uh, 
notes on our on our neighbors uh doors and 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 just said you know god is good he's working all things together for good uh we care about you as a family uh this is our address here's my email if you ever need anything we we we're we're here for you that's what we put on this little note and long story short we got a few positive uh, emails my wife and i did and we got a negative email and uh that negative email i won't go into detail but i will just say that when tj shares that we want to love and that's what we're about we have boundaries we're not insensitive people that are out to have this weird manipulative relationship where we force you know our faith our perspectives on anyone we are men who believe in god and believe that christ is the way the truth and the life and he's the way to the father and and at the same time we are reasonable men who are totally open to having conversation and 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 want to care for you wherever you're at and and so you might be you know far from you know faith and you might you you might want to have a you know just a a an argument of a, a conflict of, of, of good, you know, discord of sorts to, to kind of sort through, uh, you've been listening to this podcast and, and you just want to, you just want to talk and, and really kind of get to the brass tacks of things and, and share your opinion and tell, tell, you know, me I'm kind of wrong and, and my beliefs and that's okay. I, I am not someone who's, uh, in any way trying to uh, manipulate. So when, when, when TJ says we want to love, we, that means unconditional. I don't have conditions to that where you have to be uh, wrong and I have to be right. You can be 100% of your own opinion and we can have a conversation. And I have a God who's really powerful and that's not manipulative that's just saying like i can take it and and you don't have to be afraid of hurting my feelings and so that's where we're at that's what i want to end with so thank you so much man for coming on again in 2020 uh i will definitely continue to keep in touch with you as the year unfolds and uh, we might have to do at least one more in 2020 just because three in, in one year is it seems it seems right uh only only probably a few guests will probably have that uh that flexibility but uh i appreciate you being my friend and being willing to jump on so for sure thanks for having me yep i love it yep i'll see you soon bye everybody talk to you later Hi, everyone. Before you go for the day or wherever you're at listening to this, hang in there. I have a few more things to say to connect some dots from our episode after a word from the sponsor. Our sponsor for the month of April is Select Painting. 
With over a decade of professional experience in the Sioux Empire, voted number one in local best surveys for eight consecutive years, Select Painting is South Dakota's largest painting company. I am honored to say that while SP continues to impact the lives of their employees and customers as they grow, the company relentlessly aims to deepen their vision of transforming lives growing in excellence. I have the honor of witnessing the owners, managers, leaders, and painters continue to practice the values of family, fun, grit, and growth in a way that changes the atmosphere of every job site they work on. In April, Select Painting is offering interior free estimates and exterior free estimates, and we have a lot of room for our customers. So we are also taking extra measures during this COVID-19 crisis to make sure that we are being clean and extra safe and sanitized as we go into our customers' homes and property. Thank you so much, Select Painting, for all you do to make this podcast a reality. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for sticking in there during this episode. And again, my voice is right on the edge of not having much. So I'm going to just share a quick verse and talk to you just a little bit about what's on my heart. Our reading is out of Proverbs 17, 17. It says... A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. What I'm excited to share about this verse is, for the last week or so, I've been waking up with a friend at around 5.15. We call each other and have a conversation around how we're doing, how we can pray for each other, how can we support each other, and it's been amazing. Obviously, I'm married and have kiddos and have a lot of awesome friends, but this has been really special to have this specific friend get up with me at at such an early time and, and really go after some things that are on our hearts, and I'm excited about this verse. It's not TJ that's been waking up with me at 515, but that person knows who he is, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for taking time to hear what's going on in TLGE world, you know, once a week. And it really does mean a lot. I hope that you have a friend that you can connect with. I hope that that friend reminds you that you were born for adversity. You were born to have the opportunities to overcome In scripture, God says that we are more than conquerors through Christ. And so you were born for adversity. You were born to overcome things. With man, adversity can be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So I believe that wherever you're at in life, no matter how dark or full of shadows you might be in, I believe that there is hope. I believe there is light. I believe that you were born to overcome with God through whatever adversity you're going through. So I hope that that sinks in. I hope that this conversation blessed you wherever you are. And feel free to contact TJRI. Bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week.
This week's outro song is Need to Breathe, Stand By Me. It's an acoustic live version. I hope it blesses you. I didn't write the song. No, I won't be afraid. I won't shed a tear. Just as long as you stand. Stand by